What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with another episode of The Founder's Journal. We have my confidant and producer, Josh Kaplan, back on the podcast after two days of me going solo. I said I was having fun because no parents were around. Now parents are back, and it's good that we're going to have some structure. Josh, welcome back. It's good to be back. So we are going to talk today about a really interesting conversation that I had yesterday with a really smart entrepreneur um, who I've uh, I've idolized for a while. Um, his name's Shane Parrish. He's the founder of Farnham Street. So should we hop into it? No time like the present. Okay, let's do it. You, you've known about the Knowledge Project for a while. We've talked about it before. We've been following. What... What happened that you decided to pick up the phone and talk to Shane Parrish? Yeah, so Shane and I have gone back and forth a few times on Twitter in the past. He's he's really big on Twitter. I think he has 270,000 followers. And what I've always loved most about the Knowledge Project, is, which is part of his blog, uh, his blog is called Farnham Street. What I've always loved most about Shane is that you know, it's not like he has a focus like some people on investing or a focus like some people on Bitcoin. His his niche is actually like decision making and clarity of thinking, which is such an interesting thing, like such an interesting niche to focus all of your time on. But I've always loved Shane's work. I particularly love his writing around mental models. Uh, he took he basically talks a lot about the things that Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's right-hand man, what he's preached for a long time. And basically mental models are a toolkit or like a shortcut for how we think about the world, how we make connections, how we see opportunities, how you bring simplification to complexity in the world. And it's all these different rules and models for thinking about the world. And he's broke them down in an incredible way. So I've always loved Shane's work for that. But I specifically connected with Shane because he has built something that I see a lot of opportunity in building within Morning Brew's audience. Shane has a learning community, basically a paid membership that includes courses, it includes content, it includes transcripts to his podcast, and it includes a forum for his members to talk. The cool part about it is it's $149 a year or $249 a year. You don't get more or less with either. You just decide what you want to pay him. and. Basically, it's a membership for learning. It's a membership for the the deeply intellectually curious. But I wanted to talk to him because, you know, we've talked about it on this podcast a lot, but as Morning Brew is thinking about a paid product, we're thinking a lot about the world of education and how do you educate people? And we've talked about courses, we've talked about other things. And I thought, who better to learn from about educating an audience in an alternative manner than Shane? And that's why I talked to him. How do you call a guy like him and say, I want to do what you're doing without saying, I want to take you out of the market? How does it come off as a friendly, I, I need your help and I don't want to hurt you approach? I'm going to just look at exactly what I said to him. I'm going to just share enough where I, I don't worry. Did you get introduced or is this a cold email? No. So we had, we had gone back and forth in January and I can't remember how we got connected in January. But then I shot him a note last week and I said, I've been loving the learning community, the membership I was just talking about. I, I signed up for it. I said, how's it been going? Um, he said, good man, please share that with the world. And then I asked him what's new on his end. And then 
I said, let's chat about your new course and the community. I think we'll have a bunch to riff about. I'm actually thinking a lot about whether courses or learning communities make more sense and also which subset of our audience we should target. And so I think the reason he was open to chatting is he knows we target a pretty different audience. I would say he targets like the top 1% of intellectual curiosity in the world. And so I think because the context of the conversation wasn't around audience or the content, but almost like the operating system for educating, like the bundle to educate, I think he was way more amenable to it because, you know, it's basically like saying to someone, uh, hey, you're a, an expert in email newsletters. I want to talk to you because I'm creating my own email newsletter. You're not going to think, oh shit, it's a competitor. You're going to think, I'd love to like riff about it because we have such different audience and we're such, creating such different content. And I think that's probably how he was thinking about it. Now, now bring us to the conversation itself. So I would say there are three big learnings from the conversation with Shane. First of all, my belief was substantiated from the conversation that Shane is indeed a very smart human being. The first learning was doing the right thing for people. And that sounds like the most cliche thing ever because it is cliche. And oftentimes cliches are cliches because they're true and they're things that people need to think about. The example that I took from the conversation about doing the right thing is every decision that Shane has made with Farnham Street and with the Knowledge Project has been done from the perspective of if he was his own customer, what would he want done for himself? And so an example that he talks about, I hope that he's okay with me sharing this, is that they were planning on having an event for his community. I don't know how much the event cost. They had a lot of fixed costs for him, his business, to put on the event. COVID happened. They had to cancel the event. He was still on the hook for a lot of these fixed costs. But what he didn't want to do is make people continue to pay by moving to a virtual event because that's not what people signed up for in the beginning. So instead of trying to cover his cost or still profit, he ate the fixed costs of the event and he gave people their money back because that's what he would have wanted done for himself. And I think it's just such a good lesson. It's really easy to do the right thing when the market is great, when things aren't crapping out. But when shit is hitting the fan, I think reminding yourself, if you were your customer, is this how you would want to be treated is such an important rule to come back to. The second thing, be Disney. That, that is my learning be Disney. He he shared a line with me that he thinks about creating evergreen content that is going to have basically a shelf life of forever, such that when it, he is 80 years old, he is going to still feel like value is being created for people. And he is making money off content and concepts that he came up with when he was 35 years old. And I'm confident that's actually the case. If you look at his content, the the shelf life of his content is really, I think, like forever. And so I think as we think about Morning Brew, how can we think about our franchises? How can we make the shelf life of content longer? And also, like Disney, how can we take one piece of content and repurpose and remarket the hell out of that, out of that content to every possible channel where that content can and should live? The final lesson from my conversation with Shane is when you have a big audience, you can suffer from analysis paralysis or paralysis of numbers. We have 2.3 million subscribers at Morning Brew. That is so incredibly exciting, but it is also so incredibly daunting when we think about what is going to be a paid product we can offer to our audience. Our audience is so different, so diverse. We need to somehow figure out ways to segment it down and niche it down. And I think Shane proved to me from our conversation that he is really good at being able to learn more about his audience, 
tag his audiences based on interest and habits. So even if he has 300,000 subscribers, he knows more than just a 300,000 subscriber audience. He knows about all these different sub audiences and sub segments based on things that people have clicked or indicated to him in the past. And so I think what we need to do at Morning Brew is we're thinking about creating a paid product. How can we turn our one 2.3 million person audience into a collection of 100 audiences that all have disparate interests that we can then market to in different ways. Um, so it was an amazing conversation with Shane, super smart guy, highly recommend reading his content. And if any of these lessons resonated with you, feel free to give me a shout. My email is alex at morningbrew.com. And uh, yeah, it was an awesome conversation. I missed two days, so I have one more question. Let's hear it. Did you disagree with him on anything? Did I disagree with him on anything? Oh, that's a good question. Well, one of the things that we talked about is we currently make an assumption as a business that you need to niche down your audience in order to market to them. Like you can't just market to a general audience because the messaging has to be clear. And like I said, you have to create segments of your audience that have indicated an interest in a specific product. Shane has proven with his learning community that it's a pretty general audience, or at least it's a general audience as it relates to demographic and type of professionals, yet he has made it work. He has gotten his community to be in the thousands by doing that. We still make the assumption that you need to be very narrow in the focus of whatever your paid product is so that you can have a really clear marketing funnel. He disagrees with that, evidently, from the way he's built his product. And I think time will tell whether one of those strategies ends up being true or ends up being right. And you know, I think uh, sneak peek, my guess is you can achieve it with both. I think even his audience isn't necessarily general. It's just niche across a different axis. It's niche across a psychographic rather than a type of professional, an industry or a function. All right. Now I'll let you go. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the Founders Journal. Welcome back to Josh. It's good to have you back. Hope everyone enjoys their day. And as always, shoot me an email if you want to talk about the show or any learnings. Have a great day. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.